wonderful Radio Flanagan with me, Paul Flanagan. Anybody want to go on a road trip? Yay, what a good idea. How about, I don't know, just getting home on an evening, that kind of a road trip. So I'm, I'm trying to get home, okay, in little old England, and on a trip that would normally take me anywhere between 50 to, uh, 50 minutes to about an hour and a quarter, I've so far spent about two hours, and about another half an hour left to go, I would say. So this is going to involve uh, a little bit of um, Google Mappery here because it's 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 difficult to me to convey just exactly. Uh, oops, what's he doing there? Uh, just exactly what the issue is here, without you understanding where I am. Oh, right, okay. So where I am, or where I was supposed to be going, is around the M25. The M25 is the orbital motorway uh, around London big motorway built many many years ago uh, to alleviate the traffic problem okay so unfortunately when it gets um, all bunged up um, it's not alleviating anything and you're just completely stuffed because you can't go off onto the little side roads and things because everybody else is doing it uh, so um, have, you, have you got Google open yeah you got Google Maps open okay here we go so I was going from a place called Berkhamstead, and Berkhamstead is in Hertfordshire. So I'll spell Berkhamstead for you, just in case you can't understand my accent like. Uh, it's B-E-R-K-H-A-M-S-T-E-D. So that's Berkhamstead in Hertfordshire. And I was going from Berkhamstead to, uh, well, if you, if you see Berkhamstead, you see Hertfordshire, Okay, and I was going down a road called the A41 and joining the M25. Are you there? Yeah, are you there? Yeah, uh, come on, come on, come on, keep up, keep up. So, um, from Berkhamstead down the A41 onto the M25. That's the plan, and that bit worked. And when you get down to the M25, I was then going clockwise on the M25. Isn't that a funny thing, clockwise? <laughs> I always used to, th you know, when I first started hearing that. <clears throat> that description you know they would talk about it in road traffic accidents the clockwise carriageway is blocked uh, and I would think, think to myself eh, what does that mean then uh, initially I, I started imagining um, we used to have this uh, clock at home um, on the mantelpiece a mantel clock hey and it was 1950s one it was had a brown wooden case and it was known as a seven-day clock and uh, you know we had it since I was a little child and when I was a little child, I used to think, why is it called a seven-day clock? Is it going to break? You know, what's going to happen after seven days? And which seven days was it anyway? Was it like, any, you know, particular time of the year, then after seven days it would break? No. Um, it was called a seven-day clock because you had to wind it up every seven days. And it had a key with it as well that used to be to sit up just under the clock. And it had a bong on it. I mean, it didn't have a bong on it. <laughs> no, what I meant to say was, uh, hey man, it had a bong on it. No, it had an enormous dong. No, it didn't have an enormous dong. What am I saying? That when it would chime, it would chime like a bugger. I mean, you could hear it for miles. And it was really loud as well. 
when we first got it, it was, well, you know, without doubt, frightening. <laughs> You'd be sitting there watching children's ITV, you know, children's television at about five o'clock, and then all of a sudden, bong, <laughs> bong. It's like, ah, mommy, mommy, help me. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, you got used to it after a while. When we had guests come around, uh, if we had, uh, you know, uh, coming around on an evening or something like that, when it was like six, seven, eight o'clock, we, <laughs> we used to stop the clock. Because <laughs> it was so loud. Anyway, so, meanwhile, back at the ranch. So, yeah, so clockwise. So I was going clockwise on the M25. And then I found out that there'd been um, a, it, a pothole. Now, it wasn't just like, like a small pothole in the road that you might just, like, you know, potentially just drive over and not bother about. It was a humongous pothole. It still is a humongous Still, it, I, I, sorry there, small expletive there as a um, local car tried to do something in front of me. Uh, yeah, so this um, pothole opened up, it was big enough to swallow a car. So naturally, they closed the road and they closed two lanes on the motorway, and which meant on average there was going to be about an hour and a half to two hours tailback. And that was at three o'clock in the afternoon. So you can imagine. You know, if it takes me about sort of 45 minutes to get round to that bit, um, then the tailback would have been about for about another three and a half hours. So I decided to go across country. Okay, so back to Google Maps. Right, so we are down the A41 from Berkhamstead onto the M25. Trace the M25 clockwise until you reach a green road going north and uh, called the A1. Just look for it somewhere north and south of it it's called the A1 well I went north on the A1 and there's a there's a trick to this this is called uh, going going through the H's this is my going through the H's route home so if you follow the road up the A1 um, it turns right at some point and goes across country on a road called the A414 and the A414 goes through Hartford which begins with a hitch oh you, do you like it do you like it do you see what I'm doing it begins with a hitch, and then it goes through hollow, which, amazingly enough, also begins with a hitch. So at three o'clock in the afternoon, uh, when, when it was still light, because now it's nearly half past six, and it's very, very dark indeed out here in little old England. So at three o'clock in the afternoon, it was still reasonably light, and um, the traffic was light as well. So I managed to get through uh, Hartford, which is a, a quaint little town, and then get through Harlow. You don't really go through Harlow as such, you go through like trading estates. So if you follow the 414 through Harlow, you'll see it goes through trading estates. So I did a bit of that and then came down and it crosses over a motorway if you're still tracing the map. So the 414 goes through Harlow and then it goes over a motorway called the M11. And that's what I did. Now I thought that once I'd passed, ooh, look at that, opportunity to drive there. So once I, once I got um, over the M11 on the 414, it kind of goes to country lane type thing. So I figured to myself, you know, this is good now because this is usually the good bit. You know, I should be able to uh, drive along here reasonably okay and, uh, and make some time up. Not so, <laughs> you know, um, Basically, what had happened was everybody in Hartford and Harlow also heard about the traffic and decided, you know, we should leave at three o'clock. 
So, there was me and lots of other people from Hartford and Harlow pegging it over the A414 across the M11 onto this country lane part of it. And that's when it took another sort of half an hour or something to go, ah, God knows, a few country miles before I um, dropped down on the roundabout here. Now, you know, I've done this before and it's, it's not the end of the world. Uh, except it is when you want to go to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's funny, um, my wife said to me, just before I set off from Berkhamsted, she said, um, I said to her, you know, I've got some peanuts in the car to eat and I've got a, a small bottle of water. And she said, well, have you got another bottle just in case you need to go? And I thought, good, good, good God, woman. What, what, what are you insinuating? Are you insinuating that I'll be urinating into a plastic bottle whilst I'm moving in a car? I said, no, 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 I'll just do it out the window. Hey, yes, that's one way of getting your own back. But I didn't. I pulled into a garage. I made a quick uh, pit stop, as it were. Well, it wasn't a pit. They actually had a toilet. So quickly use the toilet. That's toilet, not bathroom. Because I wasn't having a bath. I was actually just having a whiz. <laughs> um, back in the car and then back over onto the A414. And then that dropped down into a town um, called, uh, oh, where, where'd you go? You go along the 414, then you drop down a road whose name I can't remember. It goes to a place called Little Ongar, which is nice. It is nice, Little Ongar, except when you're trying to get through it to go home. It's one of those quaint English villages with, like, narrow high streets where, you know, everything's become a charity shop or a, or a small, you know, quiche bakery or something like that. That's a bakery, oops, that just sells quiche and nothing else. Um... So I got through a little Ongar, and then it drops down into a, uh, a town called Brentwood. And then there's a road... Uh, anyway, blah 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 Google Maps. <laughs> so uh, I'm on, I'm on, uh, uh, the other side of Brentwood now, and I'm heading home still in the dark. Um, I've probably got about another 20 minutes or so of this. But I just wanted to share with you the, um, the pain and the anguish of what it's like when... You know, you, uh, I quite often actually check the motorway traffic cameras. Uh, did I say 20 minutes? <laughs> Damn. Not with that queue of traffic. If, if, if this was a video, I could show you the queue of traffic in front of me. And um, it's not small. Uh, <laughs> and there's several cars ahead of me. And some big lorries, like. And um, nobody's moving very quickly. Oh, God. Anyway. Um, yes, so I thought I'd just share the uh, the pain and anguish of what it's like to be uh, driving around uh, the small back roads of Britain down in Essex uh, when you're just trying to get home. Um, you know, it'd be great if you could all like. It, it would be really wonderful if you could all like be here in the car with me. Then you could see all this now. Oh, obviously, it's dark and you know you can't see a great deal, but you could have. Um, sat in with some of my amazing driving skills. I have to say, um, my driving skills were amazing this evening. Um, I did, uh, I, I, I used all the gears. Yeah, it's a, it's a, sorry, it's, this is a, a stick shift. I can't drive automatics, I just can't. Uh, I tried it once, I've tried it twice actually. Um, once was in America, or uh, that's America. Uh, it was in Colorado. And um, we'd hired a car, 
and so I said, I said to my wife, wife, I said, <laughs> I'll do some of the flat bits, you know, because the only thing that was out there was a, there was a bear in the air come back. Um, yeah, there was a there was a police helicopter in the air, but that was it. And we were out in the middle of Colorado, out in the middle of nowhere. So I thought I can do this. I, I, I can drive an automatic. So I got in the you know the wrong side of the car, the left hand side, and sat down, and the wheel was there. What amazing! So off we went, and <clears throat> after the first few miles, I'd, I'd stopped banging the left door beside me, looking for a, a gear stick that wasn't there. And then equally, when I thought, all right, don't be silly, it's in the middle, I stopped flapping my right hand, looking for a gear stick that wasn't there. But the worst bit was um, when we came up to uh, a rest area, a garage, and <laughs> we wanted to pull in. And I was like bricking it because, I, you know, I thought the car was gonna stall. You know, <laughs> I, kept, I kept saying to my wife, no, this is not gonna work. So, no, we need, I need to change the gear, I need to do, you know, because the engine is gonna like cut out, it's just gonna stall. <laughs> and uh, you know, we were coming up to like a stop line, you know, uh, the stop sign, the stop line. And uh, um, I was just like afraid to, to actually brake the car. You know, I mean, put the brake on the car because I just thought it's just gonna end in tears, this. It's just gonna go. Anyway, it didn't. And we slowed down enough that I just rolled over the stop sign and then stopped. And then we, we pulled into a garage across the road, and that's when we swapped back again, so that um, uh, Mrs. F, the sensible driver, could uh, <laughs> could get in the car. But the only other time I've driven an automatic was like a, it was like a minivan. I was driving between um, uh, Belfast in Northern Ireland to Derry. That's Derry, not London Derry. That's Derry. See ye nay. <laughs> and that was um, that was an interesting drive. Um, because it, um, it, it, it comes out part motorway out of Belfast and then it narrows and then it goes up and down like over the moors kind of thing um, and it was you know the thing with like automatic cars like they will change gear when, when they want to change gear and it's not always the same time that you would change gear so like you, you're quite often hearing the engine scream ah change gear help me you bastard uh, but and then eventually it changes gear itself and the engine you know, sort of breathes a sigh of relief oh, thank you well you know if your car talks to you um <laughs> and so I, ne I never wanted to drive an automatic after that so I'm, i'll always be a stick shift kind of a guy oops uh, yes so um yeah driving automatic cars I won't do that. It's a, oh, look at that! Complete. Look at that. We stopped outside a pub. How fortuitous! Maybe I should like go in and have some refreshments, or maybe the traffic will start again. And I'll just roll on by. Hi. The dog and partridge, by the way. The dog and partridge in Essex. There's probably loads of dog and partridge pubs in Essex. Um. Oh, look. It's and now it's way after 6:30, and I'm still not home. So what day is it? Uh, Thursday, isn't it? Oh yes, yes. I'm just thinking what we're having for tea. The dangerous thing is to think what you're going to have for tea. Um, oh yeah, and that's the thing in the UK, by the way. Uh, this might be just a an English thing, and it might be just a Northern English thing. I think it's a Northern English thing. But breakfast is breakfast, lunch is dinner, and dinner is tea. <laughs> so this is tea time now. 
So I'm just thinking what I'm going to have for tea. And I think we've got these gammon steaks chopped up. I think it's going to go into like a, um, a stir fry thing or something like that. But yeah, you can only eat so many peanuts in the car, you know, and then, then you get thirsty and then you drink your bottle of water, making sure that it is a bottle of water and not actually a bottle of urine that you filled up weeks ago. Um, but it was water. Uh, yeah, so it's... Uh, oh, this is terrible, this. Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, that's the M25 for you. So, yeah, there, there are times when... Um, see, this is going to take me now about probably another half an hour, I would imagine. That's a pain. That's almost three hours to get home. Hell's bells. But still, you know, it's a laugh. I've managed to share the little journey with you. Um, I hope you've managed to track it a little bit on Google Maps because... You know, uh, it, it, it wouldn't be correct for me to just be blathering on about it. I mean, I can't even tell you where I am now. It's actually down some country lane in Essex. There's, uh, it's just like there's wildebeest and things probably roaming the veldt either side of the road here. I've got no idea. Um, but uh, there's just like, all I can see is the red lights of the large vehicular lorry in front of me grinding to a halt every 50 feet. Jolly exciting. Well, um, so yeah, so that's the first of November. Uh, how's how's yours been? Well, that's the end of another show from wonderful Radio Flanagan and me, Paul Flanagan. I hope you've enjoyed it. I know I have, <laughs> and um, well. I'll uh, catch you next time on Wonderful Radio Flanagan.